Hi, everyone. I'm Sarah. And I'm Harley Bang Bang. And welcome to our first episode of 2021. We are hoping that this year will be better than the last year, although based on these first eight days, it's not looking good. (laughs) I laughed so hard at the meme that was like, all right, I've had my free seven-day trial of 2021. I want to send it back now. (laughs) It's kind of how I feel, but hopefully it gets better. We've got plenty of time, so. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Um, All right. So, oh, one funny thing that I did want to share with you, Sarah, before we get into it. Uh, And this is just a continuation of our discussion before on horrible dates a couple episodes ago. My friend sent me a message about a date her cousin went on. Um, He's a guy. And it's the weirdest date I've ever heard of. So I just really needed to share it with you. So the message says he went on a date and the girl, (laughs) the girl talked the entire time about being scared of ketchup. <laughs> I have so many questions right now. The only additional detail I have is that she wanted all of the ketchup removed from the table. Stop. <laughs> I still have so many questions. You probably don't have the answers, but I have the questions nonetheless. I too have a lot of follow-up questions. I will be asking my friend for more details and I will report back. Yes, please keep me, our listeners, everyone posted because I'm like, number one, I want to know what kind of restaurant it was. Like, was it a very casual (laughs) place where ketchup is very appropriate for a lot of the food? Like, what? wow. Or was it a French bistro, in which case that would just be weird. Yeah, like, go ahead and take it away. We don't need it anyway. Like, what was what was the vibe? Um, And I also will say that if you are that scared of ketchup, you probably need to see someone about this and sort through this phobia because that's a very common food like that really impact you. I've met two separate people in my life that have I don't think it's that bad of a and I don't even know if I'd call it a fear, but they have a very strong aversion to bananas which is just weird that it's two like unrelated people and I don't really know what that's about either but that is a pretty easy food to avoid if you're that like you know put off by it like you're not gonna go into every restaurant yeah yeah. banana on the table like (laughs) (laughs) ketchup is much harder to avoid so please get more details I need to know yes yes (laughs) So my advice to that girl is to get therapy for that. Um, But that is a good segue into today's episode where we respond to some questions that we've received and give our incredibly thoughtful and wise, wise counsel to our listeners. So we put out a call on Twitter asking you guys to um, DM us or email us or get in touch however you wanted. Um, about anything that you might have wanted some advice on or just wanted to hear our perspective on. So we're going to read a few of those out today. Um, We thought it would be just a good start to the new year, get everybody in a good mindset (laughs) about whatever's going on. So if you want to go ahead and start us off. So this first question I thought was really interesting. 
the guy that I'm seeing has recently switched up his appearance and I'm really not into it. Specifically, he started to really grow his hair out. This isn't just lockdown hair. Like he actually wants to have his hair be long now. I really hate it. And I don't know how to tell him. So I think she's basically asking like, what should she do? Hmm. This is a tough one for me because I'm very blunt. <laughs> like, <laughs> like once I feel comfortable with someone, I'm like, I liked it better this way. Like I, <laughs> and I fully admit this is like a, a shortcoming of mine in dating. While I believe that I am someone that is open to feedback, even like critical feedback about certain, just anything, you know, things I do, things I say, whatever. Like, I think I'm fairly open to feedback. I speak to men I'm dating in ways sometimes that I would not be okay if they spoke to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I, like, got a haircut or colored my hair or whatever, and a guy's first reaction was like, oh, I kind of liked it better before, I would be like, go fuck yourself. Yep. <laughs> but yep. I say things like that to men like without even thinking and like I said I am not I fully recognize that that is not fair um it is something that I have tried to get better at as I've gotten older um but I I I mean I feel like the first question and maybe this is where you're going but like I don't even know if she's so much asking like what how should she say it to him but like a like should she even say anything I mean, I think she should in some way. Like, I don't, I think there's a way to tell someone that you have a preference without sounding like super critical. And like, I, I don't know, maybe this is just my experience with men that I've dated, but I feel like men I've dated would take that feedback somewhat seriously like they might not do a 180 they might not change it to like exactly what I want Mm. but I feel like they I feel like men are a lot more like insecure and a lot more dependent on like women and our opinions than they like to let on (laughs) so (laughs) if they know that we like something I feel like oftentimes they will try to Mm. do it to an extent so again that might just be my experience but I don't know like I dated someone for a while that um he had facial hair and I I prefer facial hair shorter anyway um like I definitely don't like it longer but and his was pretty short but sometimes he would just let it grow a bit too much and it was like a bit like unkempt Mm. and whatever and like he knew that I liked it better like I still liked it when he had facial hair, but he knew that I liked a more like five o'clock shadow type of look or whatever. So like, if we were going like out with friends or like if he was going to spend time with my family or whatever, like he would do that because he knew that that was like what I preferred. But on the day to day, if we were just hanging out in the house, sometimes it looked a little gross and like that was okay (laughs) because I also look gross when we're laying around the house. Like, I don't know. Like, I think there's a way to say like oh I kind of miss your short hair like oh you know Mm -hmm. I or like if you pull up like look what came I don't know my phone lately has been pulling up really random photos like they're not from a year ago or any specific time I don't know if this is just an iPhone thing but my phone will just randomly like 
show me random photos these days and so (laughs) if one of those comes up you could just be like oh like look when your hair was so short I really liked it (laughs) or whatever like I don't know I feel like there's ways to say it without being super negative I mean if it's to the point where you're not attracted to the person anymore then I think there might be deeper issues (laughs) there because I don't know like if something like I understand not being attracted to someone enough initially to date someone with like longer hair or whatever it is but if you're in a relationship and a change like that is enough to make you unattracted to someone to the point that it's like beyond a preference and it's like off-putting to you then Mm -hmm. you might want to like think about how into them you were (laughs) to begin with (laughs) I don't know that's kind of how I feel what about you how do you feel so that's so funny that you just said that because the reason this question jumped out at me is I went through a very similar thing with my recent ex and he like when I met him and in general like he had a beard and I I really like beards um but for work every so often depending on what he was doing he had to be clean shaven and I really really did not like how he looked clean shaven like at all like annoyed (laughs) and and I actually think now in hindsight it was what exactly what you just said like I think that there was a deeper problem with the fact that I was so put off and so much less attracted to him when he didn't have a beard and again like this is all with the benefit of hindsight but I think it it really highlighted the fact that like we had I don't want to like downplay the relationship like obviously I really cared about him and blah 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 but I think a lot of my attraction to him was sort of the like the image of him and Mm -hmm. the fact that he was like to me at least I found him to be like a tall classically good looking guy like I thought he was really attractive and I I liked dating him and I was always like excited when people asked to see photos of my boyfriend I could like show one and I just I felt like really happy that I was dating someone so attractive Mm -hmm. and so I think when he like to me when he didn't have a beard he was not attractive like objectively speaking so I think it almost took that away from me that was like oh no like I'm dating you because you're this hot guy and now you're (laughs) now you're not that (laughs) why am I dating you (laughs) I yeah I totally agree with what you just said if that if it is to that point where you're actually like like not upset but like yeah you're just put off by them you're not attracted to them or maybe you're not so excited for someone to bump into you guys when when you're out together um, maybe just reflect like why are you with this person you know are you really interested in them for who they are and their personality or are you more excited about the image that they're able to provide yeah that's really interesting I mean especially having like met the person that you're talking about and um like I can definitely see what you're saying with that but yeah I mean like I said I think in the early stages physical attraction does mean a fair amount but I Yeah, yeah I think that like as a relationship builds I would hope that it becomes more than that and like obviously we all have preferences you can't control what you're attracted to but if something like as simple as hair is enough to like 
make you that put off like yeah then I do think it's worth examining um but like I said I I do think in general like there are ways to say and I mean like I said I, I'm probably a bad person to answer this because I'm so blunt like I've I've been seeing someone for like two or three months and the other day I was like I think it's time for you to get another haircut <laughs> like, like I just kind yeah. of like say things and he like joked that he was gonna cut it like way shorter which I've seen photos of but I've never seen him looking like that because I haven't known him very long and I was like yeah don't do that <laughs> like yeah. I'm pretty like but that's honest, easier because he hasn't done it yet right yeah it is so that, it's, it's, it's way yeah. easier to get ahead of it yeah no it is but I just like I don't know I'm I'm one to just kind of be honest but I would hope that like my actions or how I'm interacting with the person would show that like ultimately it's up to them you know like I don't know Mm -hmm. like it's I I give an opinion but like same with the the other guy that I was referring to like I appreciated that he would clean up his facial hair you know before we did certain things or activities or whatever and I did find him more attractive that way but if he hadn't like it wouldn't have been a deal breaker to me it would have just been like in my head it would have been like oh you look a little gross but like it wouldn't have been like you know it it wouldn't have impacted our relationship so I think it's I do think if it's to an extent that you're really really like repulsed by it it's worth thinking about you know Mm -hmm. how you really feel about them yeah um so in terms of other ways to go about it so yes you can sort of I, I like all of your suggestions. Um, I'll tell you a couple things I did, which uh, people will have different thoughts on it. Um, <laughs> so one tactic I felt really good about is that I would tell him a lot, like when he didn't have a beard, that he looked like someone, like an actor or someone who who was not attractive. Like, (laughs) and not like in an insulting, like I wasn't like, oh my God, this makes you look like Larry David. Like it was not like that. (laughs) Of all examples. (laughs) Like I would say it really matter of factly and almost as though, almost like it was a compliment. I was like, yeah. And the, the, the comparison I, gave because I thought it was most accurate was Zach Braff like I, so oh I would tell- my god again <laughs> having knowing who you're talking about <laughs> I can see it and that is right hilarious. right and he's not a hot guy but he's not like he's not like so overtly ugly that it's an insult that's the trick you gotta find someone like almost neutral like on the neutral side of not good looking so I would be like, oh my God, when you don't have a beard, you look, you look exactly like Zach Braff. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. I like, I hammered that shit home. And he did not think that Zach Braff was attractive. So I knew it was working. Cause he'd be like, oh really? He's like kind of a weird looking guy. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But like, you just, you just look exactly like him without a beard. Oh my god! <laughs> yep. So that's that is one thing you can do. Um, and then another thing you guys can do is like if you can, and this doesn't even have to happen. You can just say that it did. I would be like, oh, my friend 
like whatever saw a picture of you like without a beard and she was saying how much she thought you looked way better with a beard like I would put it on other people and like no one saw him without a beard like I would make sure no one saw him (laughs) you know like like kind of maybe just let them gently know that other people also don't think that they look good with whatever this new look is um so that's one way and then like a slightly nicer way to go about it when he did have his beard I would lay on the compliments really really thick like I'd be like Mm -hmm. oh my god you look like so I I don't know how I'd say it I probably didn't say you look so good because that's weird but you know like I would just (laughs) I'd be really complimentary to him when he had the beard so um, so I think there's like different sides you can play like when they and it, it doesn't even have to be a hair thing like if you don't love the way someone dresses you know when they are wearing something you like you can really compliment them so that it hopefully like hopefully they make the connection yeah um, I definitely think with like clothes and stuff like that like that's mm-hmm. a good way to go about it like really like yeah. compliments when you're when they're doing what you like to see yeah. I do think it's a little bit harder with something like hair because that's like even facial hair can you can grow it you can trim it you can shave it like it's not very permanent but hair is like it's either cut in a way you like yeah not and they have to do it or they're not gonna do it you know so I do I get that it's a little bit harder with hair um oh another thing you could do is if there is like a certain hairstyle you like on a celebrity who you know that they like you can kind of be like rifling through a magazine and be like oh look doesn't Brad Pitt look really really good here with his hair like that (laughs) and hope that they connect the dots (laughs) so basically we have a range of like more overt ways like oh I preferred your hair short and then the more underhanded ways you guys choose how you want to <laughs> go back. <laughs> but I, I will say that like, because of what I just said, because hair is a more, it's a more not permanent, but it doesn't change on the day to day. Really. I do think somehow you should get your point across if it's that much of an issue for you. Like if it's yeah. a dressing thing or, you know, a clothing thing or whatever, obviously if their overall style is just, so far from what you're into then that might be a problem but if it's just like oh they don't really like wear the right size pants or like they don't like I would say like wear a nicer shirt you know like whatever it is like you can go to store when you're at a store you can say like oh I I bet this would look really good on you you should try Mm -hmm. this on or like with things and that you can do piece by piece yeah like Like it's easy (laughs) to kind of (laughs) address that over time whereas hair like if they're really into this new look and they don't (laughs) seem like they're gonna cut their hair anytime soon like if it's that big of a deal to you you need to say something eventually and I get it like I'm not a fan of longer hair on guys like I have a very pretty clear limit of like when it's too much and Mm -hmm. so I do understand that being a bit off-putting but again if it's like if it's someone you've been with for a bit of time and it's so repulsive to you that you just can't get over it then you know reflect on that and think about what that means yeah agreed and I think it's one of those things where it almost might help to ask yourself if this person's keeps this look forever like if no matter what this is how they're going to look 
am I still okay dating them? And that yeah. might be really telling. And then so at a certain point, you can try little things here and there, but they honestly just might love it. Like maybe, you know, long flowing hair is what makes them feel confident. And so if at a yeah, certain point they're not stopping, then you might just need to accept it. Yeah. Um, and then the only thing I'll add, and I think this is where you could be a little firmer, is if their new look doesn't jive with like let's say your work life you know like they're coming to a work event or a wedding that you're going to and it would actually be a little inappropriate or disrespectful for them to like have the long hair or you know if they if they suddenly got a bunch of piercings or you know something like that I do this is just my opinion but I think it's fair game for you to be like look, listen, I know you really like your long hair. I'm fine with you rocking it day to day. But for this work event, uh, I'm going to need you to just like clean it up a bit, throw it in a bun, like whatever. Uh, however, they're able to make that look professional. I think that that is totally fair. And they should be respectful of that. Yeah, I agree. Okay. All right. So the next question we got it doesn't have a ton of detail so we'll sort of break it up into parts I think uh, the question is the appropriateness of gift giving on first dates so like I said we don't have a lot of information on what kinds of gifts or how they know the person that they're going on a date with so how about we break it down and, and start with like a small gift. Like what are your thoughts on someone bringing you a small gift on a first date? Honestly, I don't even know if I can break it down. I'm curious to hear your broken down responses, but <laughs> my personal response is mostly a hard pass. <laughs> like my gut reaction. So just to, in case you guys haven't picked up on this, um, some of these that were messaged to us privately, we did not share with one another, but this one was said publicly. So I've had a little time to think about this one. And my initial reaction was no way. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, well, if they consider flowers a gift, you know, I guess that could be nice. And then I was kind of like, well, it would really depend. Like, I think my gut reaction is still no, just because of how I don't want to use this word, but dating culture right now is just a little bit disposable. That's not really the word I'm mm. looking for, but I think we, I mean, I guess a little bit less so right now because of COVID, but I think in general, if you're really putting effort into dating, you go on a first date, hopefully with an open mind, you don't necessarily know if there's going to be a connection there. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but at least this is what I do. Like if someone can <laughs> hold a conversation over text, I, and they don't seem creepy or dangerous, I agree to go out with them. I don't usually have super high hopes necessarily it's more just like is there going to be chemistry here like yeah let's, let's get a drink let's have you know maybe a it's almost and... it's almost like a screening date as opposed yeah. to a real date yeah so like to me a first date is more just like a, a chemistry check um or I guess a vibe check as they say <laughs> these days <laughs> and so because I don't necessarily like put a lot of hope or stock into a first date it would, I guess, to me, be very, like, 
it would almost catch me off guard like oh whoa like they're taking Mm. this really seriously and I don't even know how I feel I think I might feel differently even as soon as a second date like even once Mm. like a rapport is established or we have like an inside joke or like they know (laughs) something about me where they could actually like have seen something and just thought of me or whatever, like something small could be okay. But I think on a first date, it would have to be very, very small for me Mm. personally to not find it weird. But that's, that's partly because I don't feel like I know my first dates very well. Like I feel like it's like a, just a screener kind of like you said that's been less true over the last year because I've had to get to know people a lot better before I've met them because of COVID but in general I think my answer on this in 95% of cases would have been no <laughs> I oh, without, okay. more, without more details I, I guess I can't give a more nuanced opinion so okay for you so you love sushi Let's say on your dating bio, you have like, I love sushi. And in your messaging, you guys talked about it. And then he shows up on a date with like a sushi, like enamel pin. Would you be down for that? I would think it was nice. Like it wouldn't put me off, but I think I might still be like, whoa, like this, like he I hope you know I I would almost feel like it pressurized the situation Mm. more and it's not like I don't take dating seriously like I'm not I'm open to more well again not really this year but generally I'm more open to casual situations like I I'm open to meeting people and seeing what the dynamic is and you know come what may but it's not like I'm only looking for hookups like I want something serious at some point like I am open to that so it's not like just the act of seeming serious is gonna like scare me away but I just think for me I just feel like I go into first dates with a with an open mind but with very few expectations so I would almost feel I think it would almost make me feel like guilty like oh wow like this person likes me a lot like now I've really gotta like you know (laughs) make sure like I don't know I feel I think it would almost make me feel pressure but I think the intention was something that small I think I would recognize it was well-intentioned and I would like appreciate the effort and the gesture but it would make me almost feel a little bit guilty I think so would would you ever get to a point where a gift made you not want to see a guy again because I think I I don't know for sure, but I think that's probably what this boils down to. Like, even if it makes you feel thrown off or maybe makes you feel a bit guilty, is there a point where you're like, I I actually am no longer interested because I'm so uncomfortable? I mean, I think if something was like really personal, like I and I don't even have an example necessarily of like what that would be, but like. I don't know like if they like put a photo of my dog in a picture frame or something or like or like did something that was like very very catered towards like me I think on a first like they tracked down the first edition of some book that you're in love with or like if I said I was like I don't know struggling with something at work and they showed up with like a career book for me like you know, that would like weird me out like I would be like yo I have like friends for this like what are you doing so like I think anything too personal would probably put me off from seeing the person again I think the other example you gave where it might just be something like 
cute and small and whatever like it might catch me off guard but yeah if I liked them it wouldn't put me off of them um but I think I think things that are like too personal or even too unless I knew that this person was like loaded money wise and money was truly no object to them (laughs) if I was unclear on their salary or if I knew they made more than me but didn't have like a strong idea of what that meant um I don't work in a super high paying industry so (laughs) it's not a high bar to clear to make more than me (laughs) so like if I just don't know exactly where they're at with that and they showed up with something super expensive I would be like you're trying too hard to impress me like take me to a night like Mm. pay for my dinner like pay you know like take me out on like a nice date (laughs) you don't need to like buy me something when we may we probably won't ever see each other again (laughs) so I think it would just there's so many like factors I think that would play into my decision that it's hard to give like a blanket answer but yeah that's kind of I'd also I also maybe even be worried about their spending habits too Mm -hmm. like if they show up with something really expensive and you guys don't like you'll know each other super well I might wonder like are they really bad with money because that's a horrible quality in Mm -hmm. a partner so so I think that's an important thing to consider you know if you are contemplating giving a gift like you might be amazing with money you might be super loaded but if that's not readily apparent then it could cause someone to have the wrong idea of you yeah agreed but anyway like how do you kind of feel about it overall I mean so so there's what I think personally but then there's like my general advice personally Like you, I actually do think it's like really case by case. If they gave me something that I liked, but I never referenced it to them, like they had to do some digging (laughs) to to find out that I liked this, then that would be super creepy. If it's something generic, like flowers or a box of chocolates, you know, something Mm -hmm. safe like that, I would probably just honestly think they were a little bit socially awkward but well-intentioned mm-hmm. like I'd be like okay like this guy doesn't like really know how to date he thinks that this is the way to do it he's more traditional like I I, I don't think it would sway me one way or another on seeing them again um, I, I would not be put off by it mm-hmm. if it was something cutesy that we referenced that he knew I liked um Probably same answer. I do think I'd appreciate the thoughtfulness because it would tell me like they were actually listening to what I said Mm -hmm. and they remembered it. Uh, And if it wasn't something crazy expensive, like I would appreciate the effort, honestly. If it was really expensive, then again, I'd be like, okay, are they really bad with money? Like that's probably where I would get iffy. Mm -hmm. But it also depends on how much money I think they make. If I knew that they were super well off and made a lot of money, I really don't think I I care too much about it. So I, I'm not put off by it. But I think my general answer is that whatever you do, it, whether it's giving a gift or doing anything else on a date, there's no way to know how someone is going to react to it. Like the, half the people will take the exact same gesture really well and the other half will take it really poorly there is no way to know like you picking a restaurant could piss some girl off so I would just say be yourself do what feels natural and accept that it's not going to resonate with everyone and if that's the case that probably just shows that you two aren't compatible and it's better to know that sooner rather than later so I almost say like 
if you like giving gifts, like cute little trinkets, I wouldn't tell someone to stop doing it. I would just advise them that it is going to put some people off, but most likely that you're not a master with those people anyway, because those incompatibilities will come up down the yeah, road in no, any event. Yeah, that's so true. So I, I just think that it is a little bit of a gamble, but it will allow you to weed some people out and there is going to be someone who will love getting a gift on a first date so i i do think it's like cheesy but be true to yourself like don't do it don't not do something because of how someone's reaction will be because there's no way to know and you'll have all kinds of reactions in any event yeah no it's a good i would just i would maybe just examine your motivation for doing it that's probably my big takeaway like if you are doing it because you think it's going to make you seem more appealing to your date or like that's how you're hoping you'll clinch a second date don't do Mm -hmm. it like that is not a good reason because you should never you should never be bribing somebody to want to go out with you again but if you're doing it because you genuinely are well-intentioned you saw this cute thing and made you think of them you know, if you're coming from a well-intentioned place, go for it. And hopefully it doesn't put them off. And if it does, whatever, just move on to the next person. Yeah, I think those are both valid points. I mean, assuming that the motivations are pure, which I do think they mm. should take some time and think about that. Yes, but- yes. <laughs> do not do it yes. just to, like, that is important. Please don't do it just to get assuming a second Assuming that the motivations are pure whatever it is inside of you, whatever your gut is telling you that makes you think this is an appropriate thing to do, that tendency is going to manifest itself in other ways. So I'm all for really just putting yourself out there. And I'm a pretty what you see is what you get person. And you know, I'm not saying my dating life is like the most successful, but I don't think I waste a lot of time with people. Like I don't think I spend Mm -hmm. tons of time faking it. And then we let our real personalities out and it goes to shit. Like, you know, I, yeah, I think I lack success for other reasons, (laughs) but I think like (laughs) if you, you know, if you're suppressing these parts of yourself they're going to come out eventually if it's something that's going to put someone off it's going to put them off at another time so yeah assuming you're doing it for the right reasons I mean wait until you find a person that appreciates that about you because some people will yeah and I think like using this example if this is an indicator that you are a more traditional dater and you do want to show up to a first date with flowers like if that's just kind of how you envision dating, then maybe even think about ways to find people who match that style of dating. Like I do, I'm sure there are apps catered for the more traditionalist Mm -hmm. daters or I I don't know, whatever it is out there. So maybe even like seek out those kinds of people through different forums. I mean, I have no idea what this person was referring to, but I think something like you said, flowers or you know, there's a few things that I think are generally safe bets. So if it's more just like you're a traditional dater and you just feel like it's the gentlemanly thing to do to bring something, then yeah, Mm. I mean, go with flowers or something simple. Like if this is more like you did this once and you got bad feedback on it, then Mm. maybe think about like what the item was. And like we said, was it super expensive? You know, were there things about that Mm. that could have raised a red flag? But if it was something small and simple 
and it put the person off, then, I mean, they're just not the person for you. If the intentions behind it were good, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like we said, everyone's into different things. Like, what makes one person really happy is going to make someone else really unhappy. So you've got to mm-hmm. find, you know, a good fit for you. Yeah. Um, and so does your answer change at all? Because all of this has been premised on meeting someone online. Does your answer change if you knew the person beforehand in real life, like a friend or friend of a friend, whatever, and then you met for a first? Yes, it date? definitely changes. I didn't even consider that because I only date from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we forget that you can meet people other ways. But yes, if you if this is someone you knew before and you're trying to go on a date to like, experiment with taking things in a new direction then I actually think a gift is a very like nice thing to do because you know them like you know their Mm -hmm. interests you can actually pick something out that's really meaningful for them and it I think it can kind of say like I like you as a person like even if this doesn't work out like I know you I respect you like here's you know I actually think yeah I honestly feel very differently if it's someone that you knew yeah Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not opposed to it in any event, regardless of how you meet, but definitely if you know the person, I think you should feel more confident and comfortable giving them like a small little token on a first date. And again, if they take it the wrong way, it just shows that they're not the match for you, even though you did know them beforehand. Like they should also know you well enough to know that you're not some creep or you're not overbearing. Mm -hmm. So if they, if they took your nice gesture the wrong way, then you guys are just not compatible. I agree. All right. So the next one says, I am interested in someone, but I don't know if they like me because we only communicate digitally. How can I tell them that I'm interested without making them uncomfortable? We exist in a larger circle of friends and I want to coexist in our community regardless of their response. Okay. So So I just feel, before we even get started, (laughs) I feel the need to say, um, regardless of whether, of how we might answer this, this is not an excuse or a pass (laughs) for men to just start sliding into women's DMs. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is, whatever our answers are, are predicated on the fact that you have had conversations with this person already, like, one-on-one group, you know, whether this is, like, a one-on-one DM situation or, like, an, a more of, like, a forum, like, group situation, I'm not sure, but assume that when we say this, that you have, like, privately messaged already or texted or whatever like you have a rapport with this person (laughs) this is not like oh go for it like yeah (laughs) so I just needed to get that out there before we gave any advice but anyway (laughs) yeah I mean if you if you're a guy listening and you think this is about you it's not like I I just I will assure you this is not for or about you (laughs) Agreed. Anyway, in general, what is your advice to this person? Um, So without knowing more details, the situation that I'm envisioning is that it's kind of analogous to our little Twitter world where uh, everyone interacts online and just engages through something like Twitter. And then they have sort of like a group of Twitter friends that they tend to engage with more. And within one of those people, 
this person likes another person. So if that's yeah, I I think it's comparable to that. I'm um fairly confident that this isn't about Twitter, but I think it's a similar situation yeah, yeah. um to what you described. So yeah, it's like there's a group of them, they interact a lot. Um I'm pretty sure they talk about, you know, fairly personal stuff and that's how they've even developed this interest. Yeah. Um and yeah, one of them has an interest in the in another but doesn't want to make it awkward if that interest isn't reciprocated. Okay. Yeah. So all of my answers are predicated on that being the situation. If there's any key detail that's wrong or missing, maybe let us know and we will give you our advice that's revised. But I, I kind of think the first step is always to just ask yourself like, okay, if I pursue this and it doesn't go well, am I okay with potential awkwardness? Like just project a little bit into the future and ask yourself if it's worth it, I guess, because it sounds like this person has a good friendship with the other person. And there's a risk that the friendship will be impacted negatively. So just kind of do that self check in with yourself and make sure you're okay with some potential awkwardness. And this is not to discourage anyone from pursuing these feelings, but I, I just think it's important to first be honest with yourself because for some people, the friendship is not worth giving up. But mm -hmm. if you feel that your connection is really strong and you want to see where it goes, I think that you kind of need to go about it in not an overt way, but I think you kind of need to like almost up your game to let them know that you're interested. Because if you are talking on a pretty regular basis and you're already having those sort of personal conversations, they're going to need something more to know that you're interested in them romantically. So I feel like if you're not already messaging one-on-one -on -one with them, I think that's like the first place to start. And I think you could, this sounds so backwards and like almost anti-feminist of me, but I think you need to like get your flirt on. Like, honestly, I mean, it's like the digital equivalent of batting your eyelashes when you see the boy. I mean, like. I really disagree that that's anti-feminist. I feel like feminism <laughs> should be about like women getting what they want and deserve. And if the way to get that is <laughs> to flirt, then more power to you. So. Yeah. Like, like if you're just talking about like your favorite card games like no they're not gonna know that you're interested in them <laughs> romantically <laughs> so I would be really flirting with them and like I feel like some people are listening and cringing at this but anyway like I don't know send cute emojis or like if there's random things you see send that to them and be like oh this made me think of you and that thing that you were talking about the other day if you can gently coerce them into a video chat with you yeah. sure. <laughs> I was actually Make gonna yeah I was gonna suggest video chat too not to cut you off but I just yeah. since you said it I don't want to forget um since they said we only communicate digitally I don't know what that entails but I just feel like because we're basically in a digital communication only era it's not super weird to ask someone to video chat right yeah now. like whereas at another time if you randomly ask someone <laughs> that you interact with on the internet to video yeah. chat that might feel a little awkward but I feel yeah. like now like now is the time to capitalize mm -hmm. on this because that's all we're doing and it's not that weird to want to you know get a drink and talk in a little bit more personal way so totally I think it's like a great time to suggest that but anyway go ahead with yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so I cannot stress this enough on your video chat. Look sexy. Like, <laughs> do not show up looking like you've been looking all quarantine with a baggy t-shirt and your hair in a bun and no makeup, AKA the look I'm rocking right now. Like, <laughs> like it's again, can't stress this enough, ladies, like put on makeup, put on, I mean, it's hard to show much of you when you're on a video call, but like wear a sexy top that shows cleavage, maybe wear a necklace that draws their attention to your cleavage. Wear brighter lipstick to kind of help with the awful grainy webcam on all of our laptops. Like just like put your best foot forward, honestly. Like there's and there's nothing wrong with wanting to look amazing and show them that you're not just some avatar on the internet forum. Like just make yourself look really, really good. And it's not like it's gonna hurt your self-esteem either in the process. Another suggestion I have, which some will say is underhanded, but those people don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> um, if you feel awkward about suggesting like a one-on-one -on -one video call with them, you could, and you, if you have a couple of friends who are in on it, who are willing to do this, suggest a group video call with maybe like three or four of you. And then those two people <laughs> bail at the last minute they're unable to make it and then it's, you're left with just the two of you so i actually do think that's good advice i thank because, you because of how this is worded i don't know if they would be into that because they specifically like kind of mentioned not wanting to make it weird with the friends so i don't know i guess right. it depends how close this group is like i think in some settings that could actually be really good advice but I don't know yeah. if that will work for this person, but in theory, for anyone else listening who might find themselves <laughs> in this situation, it's worth a try. And also on the video, so if that's the case, you don't want to get other people involved. Another suggestion is if you know that they're really good at something or they're really knowledgeable about something specific, use that as your reason for wanting to initiate a one-on-one -on -one call with them like even if it's not something you care about like that doesn't matter at this point but like if you know that they're super into uh, i'm just looking around like fixing a sink and like just, just pretend your sink is leaky or your tap whatever i don't know how these things work your tap is leaky and be like hey sorry to bother you can we just hop on a quick call like would you mind just showing me like what to do teehee and then <laughs> <laughs> make sure you say teehee <laughs> yes that's tea here it's the only way they'll know you're <laughs> um but yeah just like find like makeup ways if you have to just like it's all about getting on their radar and getting them to see you as like you know for the cool sexual person that you are yeah and i mean i i feel like i do this a lot i I can tie like anything together. So if I want to talk to someone, I will like any article I see, anything on the internet, I can mm. be like, oh, this reminded me of like this such and such <laughs> that you said. It might be totally unrelated, but I will find a way <laughs> to make it sound related and make it sound not weird that I'm reaching out to them. So again, that's more if you don't talk one on one much already, yeah. which I'm not sure. But like, one thing I wanted to touch on is they, as part of this question, they say, how can I tell them that I'm interested without making them uncomfortable? 
I don't necessarily think you need to jump right to that immediately. Like, I get mm-hmm. you probably, depending on the nature of the situation, like, you probably do want to know sooner rather than later if they feel the same so that you can kind of move on if they don't. But I do think you can let a little bit of this build for a bit and sort of get a feel for how they're responding to you and like are they ever reaching out like are they ever initiating you know you can give it at least a couple weeks of like this type of back and forth or do a video call you know and see if it's flirty or see if it does just feel like a friend like kind of I think you can read the room for at least a Mm -hmm. couple of weeks and then decide how to tell them and at that point hopefully you're rapport is strong enough that even if they don't reciprocate your feelings they're not gonna like judge you or be weirded out you know hopefully by that Mm -hmm. point they'll like appreciate your friendship enough that you can just maintain that you know in the event that they don't feel the same so I don't yeah like I don't think it needs to be an immediate thing I'm not saying let it drag out like forever because (laughs) that's not a fun feeling you know to have a a crush and just not know if it'll ever you know progress even to like a flirty level much less more I'm not saying let it go on forever but I don't necessarily think you need to tell them right away like I think you can build up a bit and kind of see what happens and make sure that you actually feel that way because Mm -hmm. if you're only talking you know digitally there is only so much you can glean about a person from that so like do a video call or something of that nature and like make sure you do still feel that vibe yeah yeah I think that's a really good point I feel like in this situation it's worth almost dipping your toes in like putting those feelers Mm -hmm. out suggesting those video calls finding ways to talk to them and if you're if you're flirting enough I mean people aren't stupid at the end of the day and if so if they're really not reciprocating Honestly, I do think you have your answer Mm -hmm. at that point. And then it's up to you. It's a personal decision, like whether you want to just put it all out on the table and tell them or just kind of make the educated assumption that they're not interested and move on. Like it's up to you. But I, I think that if you are really turning up the flirting, you're looking sexy, you're kind of turning the conversation to not like about sex, but about, you know, romantic types Mm -hmm. of topics but they're just they're really not reciprocating I think you can just probably assume what's going on Uh, another trick if you will is to like if you don't want to always have video calls you can maybe just send them photos like whatever just when you're looking really good or you can even just doll yourself up one day and use an excuse to send them a picture of you looking great but you can like be holding an apple and be like oh you mentioned you like apples like <laughs> I'm eating I'm one now like, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like just yeah. find some connection so that you're still on their radar um and like sometimes you can even go looking for that conversation starter like you know if you know they're interested in something there's nothing wrong with doing a quick Google search to find a cool article about it so that you can then send to them. You know, sometimes you have to make things happen for yourself, but <laughs> you know, whatever, no, who cares? It's true. And I mean, I think I lastly just kind of wanted to say, as far as the larger circle of friends, I mean, it is always a risk that things will get awkward. And to me, I think the bigger fear is like, if something 
I don't know where these, you know, where these people live, if actual dating is even really an option, but like, let's say they're close by. And what if, you know, one day down the road, these people dated, I think that's the bigger risk of it being awkward is like way down the road, like if mm-hmm. you date and then you break up. But I think in these initial stages, if you're just like expressing an interest, expressing a crush, if you trust this group of people and you think they're good people and whatever, I would hope that we're all adults here (laughs) and we know what it feels like to have a little bit of an interest in someone. And even if it's not reciprocated, I would really hope that you all could just sort of move past it. Like, I I don't know. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really worry about the group aspect because I would hope that you also would take a rejection well like like, if they don't reciprocate like I would hope that you wouldn't like throw a fit or start blowing up their phone or whatever like if you're all or demanding that people cut them off yeah like I think if you're a mature person and you, you consider these people friends even if it's like internet friends and I I think I think you have to just trust that everybody's adults and honestly if it doesn't play out that way then that might highlight people in this group that maybe you don't want to be as close with like because you know it's natural to like form an interest in a in a friend occasionally or in people that you talk about a variety of topics with or whatever so that's not like an unheard of thing so if people judge you for that or make a big deal out of it then I don't know. I question like their maturity level in a way. Yeah. So I feel like the crux of our response is to initially just try to get some one-on-one time with this person, find reasons to message them, try to set up video calls, send them funny articles or pictures or whatever, just to start building a little bit of a more sexual dynamic. If it's not working after a few weeks, evaluate if you want to be upfront with them. And at this stage, don't worry too much about the awkwardness it would cause. Yeah, I think that's a good summary. And our last question, I think a lot of our listeners are going to be able to relate to at least some of it. So this person says, uh, so they said that they're in their 30s and that they are feeling extremely lonely these days and isolated. They're single, but they don't just feel lonely with respect to not being in a relationship, but also because they feel that they have lack of friendship in their lives. They don't connect with anyone. They spend most days by themselves. Like they work, but otherwise they're solitary. They said that they've tried online dating for years, but it hasn't gone anywhere, so they feel discouraged. And they also can't afford therapy right now, which I think is probably a big thing to keep in mind. And again, something very relatable for a lot of people can't afford therapy. They basically just don't know where to go from here. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts? (sighs) I mean, that definitely is relatable. I think a lot of people listening will relate to at least parts of that, if not the entire thing. Um, I think, I guess the feedback that I would give would be a little bit different depending on I was a little unclear whether they felt like they just don't have a lot of friendships in general or whether they just felt like they're not connecting with their friends much because if it's the latter and they feel that they have friendships and they just haven't spoken to them in a while or something like that honestly I would encourage the person to just 
be a little bit more forward in reaching out to people because mm. I mean we number one have kind of just been through the holiday and I also think that you know we've been in this pandemic for nine ten months now and I think people have sort of like settled into an extent and I think the whole initial let's video chat all the time <laughs> and let's stay in touch and all that I feel like that kind of has ended and I feel yeah. like we all kind of are spending a little bit more time not talking to people now or at least that's been my experience so yeah if they feel like they have friendships and they just haven't been in touch as much lately I would say, you know, I think I gave similar advice in our first episode about the pandemic. Like, if you feel like you need to talk, sometimes that has to be on you to reach out and to let people know. That said, if they're if their concern is that they just don't feel like they have many friendships at all, then that is a different concern. And I guess that would be more of like a looking for online communities that align with some of their interests or, you know, at least getting to know people in a more digital space for now. Yeah. Um, until, you know, normally I would tell people like join a meetup group or whatever, but that's not really an option right now. either. Well, so. I mean, if I may, I actually think that that advice still holds up because all like I'm, I, I don't, attend meetups the way I used to but I still do peruse the calendar in case there's anything of interest and pretty much all of them have now just moved online like I'm mm. part of a yeah so you can still I would still say join meetup groups for whatever you're interested in um, I'm part of like a writing circle which I don't really actually attend but they still meet weekly and it's all over zoom like whatever it is um, I so I think that's a pretty viable option I would also just suggest maybe picking up a hobby like a brand new hobby because I think there's something about the novelty of doing a brand new thing that sort of injects a little bit of excitement into you and and you can either just pursue that hobby and see where it takes you or you can join some kind of online group or forum for that hobby too and so and you're kind of like doing a two-in-one mm -hmm. where you're, you're expanding your skill set but meeting new people and and I think the benefit of going about it that way is even if you don't make new friends, at least you've learned a new skill. So it's not like all that time was completely wasted. Yeah, no, I think those are both good tips. I, I didn't even realize that about meetup groups. So in that case, yeah, I would say that's something the person could do. And um, I think there's something to be said for the whole learning a new skill thing as well. And I think there's a lot of places online right now. I know a lot of people are really into like discord groups. I don't fully know what that <laughs> is. I was listening to another podcast recently and they were talking about starting like a book club chat on there um, oh. with like, and they said they had like a hundred members. So I'm sure it'll turn into, I, I assume it's like forum style and you can kind of like create different conversations within a topic. I could be wrong. Someone feel free to correct me. And tell me what Discord is. Yeah, just but explain to us what it is because I, I would like to know. But I mean, stuff like that also exists. You could look for, you know, people that are reading what you're reading or watching what you're watching or and, you know, those might not turn into long lasting friendships, but at least it's people to talk to a little bit about a common interest that you feel you know you don't feel quite so isolated yeah and then the the 
last thing I'll add on the friendship front is I think there needs to be a little bit of acceptance that it's not going to be perfect right now. Like you're not going to make connections in the way that you probably would like right now. Like we've all had to adjust how we go about things. And so, no, is it, it's not ideal to have to meet people virtually and force yourself to join meetup groups or force yourself to reach out to your friends. Like none of this is ideal, nor is it natural. So I think you can't be resistant to doing things just because they're not how you want things to be right now, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's fair. (laughs) And I think that's possibly a lot of what the issue is for some people. Like they just seem upset that they have to go about it this way or like they don't want to or they think it's stupid to have a virtual call. And like, yeah, it is. I agree. I hate them myself. But the reality is that this is really the only way to go about it. So I just I wouldn't let your frustration get in the way of you at least trying to make meaningful connections during this time. That's sort of how I feel about dating right now too. Like if you don't feel like it's safe to date because of COVID, that's totally fair. And I definitely think extra precautions need to be in place. Like I don't think anyone should be dating the way we used to date by any means. And if you know that you're prone to health anxieties and stuff like that, then it probably isn't worth dating right now. But if you're someone that you think could maybe be comfortable dating, if the person seemed trustworthy, you kind of just have to accept that it goes differently right now. Like I was never a FaceTime or phone call before dating kind of person. Some people always did that even pre COVID. They thought it was a good screener. I thought it was a waste Mm. of time. And (laughs) I've had to start doing that, you know, in COVID because it does help build rapport. So I kind of almost feel like the same advice you just gave carries over into dating a bit. Again, if you don't feel like you should be dating right now, that's totally fair. But if you're open to at least the possibility, you just kind of have to accept that it goes a little slower and just works a little different right now. Yeah. And and, and I think that connects to the friendship thing. It will go slower, mm-hmm. I, I think, except that you know, even if you do join a meetup group or or join something like Discord or Twitter, it is going to take some time before you find people that you click with and who interact with you regularly. Like all of those things do take time. So don't get frustrated or discouraged, but you just kind of have to keep at it, unfortunately. And, and eventually something will stick, but it requires you to be a little bit persistent and creative with how you reach out to people. But yeah, uh, uh, but on the dating front, um, so the only thing I would add to that is this person mentioned that they've tried online dating for years and it hasn't gone anywhere. So that's not a ton of detail, but like, I mean, I think we get the gist. Mm-hmm. The, the one thing I will say is if you've been trying for years without success, it's time for you to sit down and do some self-reflection on why that is. And this is not to shame people who have been single for extended periods of time or imply that you're the problem or anything like that. But if you have been trying for years, there probably are some areas for improvement on your end. And yeah, dating is hard in general, like people do suck and COVID hasn't made it easier. But maybe be really honest with yourself about how you are, like how you're presenting yourself when you're dating. Like, are you 
the kind of person that you would even want to date? Are you interesting? Are you, are you nice? <laughs> like, honestly, like, are you a nice person? Like, are you kind? Um, can you, are you well informed about things going on? Like, what are you looking for in a partner? And do you honestly think you have the qualities that will attract that kind of partner to you? So I would just do some self-reflection and and think about ways you can just up your dating game. It's not to say that you're a bad person as you are today, but if you can improve and make tweaks here and there, this is the time to do it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is like prime time for self-reflection. Like we're literally just in the house <laughs> all the time. So yeah. now is a good time to really think about those things. And I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but something my therapist told me to do once is to was to like list all the qualities that I have found in people that I've been attracted to, not even necessarily good qualities, like good and bad, just any qualities about them. And kind of look for common themes of like maybe why it didn't work out. Like were they really good in this one area but bad in another? Like were they all similar in that way or has it been totally random? And, you know, even I think self-reflection and thinking about all the ways you can improve is also important. But you can also kind of use this time to take stock of your dating history and like was there a certain type of person that you were going for? And, And I will also say, I mean not to plant false hope or whatever, but (laughs) I think my experience, at least trying to date as safely as possible over this last year, I do think, I mean, the majority of situations I have found myself in have still not ended well necessarily, but (laughs) I do think overall the people that I eventually trusted enough to meet were probably at least in the short term better matches than I often get. And I think there's something to be said for people being at home and being a little bit more still right now. Like when Mm -hmm. I think about it, the people that I'm going to find most interesting in a normal time are probably not spending a ton of time on their apps. Like they're out living their life and like doing (laughs) interesting things. And now that's not really an option for people. So you might actually find, I don't want to say a, better group of people but you might find better individuals like among the mess if you are willing to put the time into it so I I think that that is just worth noting that was my experience again people still screwed me over like I'm not (laughs) saying this has all been amazing but at least my initial like first time or two hanging out with these new people I left those dates thinking that they were some of my better like first or second dates overall, I I would say. But that still requires you to be the kind of person that those higher quality people will want to oh, date. Oh yeah, I'm not right? neg- no, so- <laughs> I'm not negating everything you're saying. I'm just also throwing out there that like while you're doing this reflection and stuff, eventually, you know, you might need to make some changes within yourself, but eventually you're going to need to put yourself back out there in some way like you can't just always yeah, use yeah, yeah. that excuse of like well I tried it but it didn't work so <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think people should still continue to try like maybe take breaks here and there mm. as needed but but like you said this could actually be a slightly better time to try but I I just would not be blind like if I were this person I wouldn't ignore the fact that for the past few years they've been dating unsuccessfully. Yeah, I I think I do think that that's telling. And again, it's not that you're a bad or crappy person. But 
there's probably something that you do need to work on. Um, and it might even be a really, really minor tweak, but there's probably something you can do to attract the kind of person you want to attract. And, and that just requires you to be uncomfortably honest with yourself. Yeah, I agree with that. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's a piece of advice that I would often give to someone that doesn't seem maybe self-aware enough about their own shortcomings would be to try therapy, which they've said that they uh, can yes. afford. Um, so I know. that is an extra challenge, I guess. But I will say, and, you know, I don't want to, you know, mansplain how therapy works to people. <laughs> so it's possible that they already know this. But in case they don't, I will say that um, a lot of the online sites like BetterHelp or Talkspace or things like that, do have financial assistance or some type of sliding scale or whatever you are paying for those out of pocket but like i don't qualify for financial assistance with them and it still basically evens out to what i would pay through my insurance if i were seeing a therapist at least once a week like it basically the cost is the same so if you did qualify for assistance you might be able to get it pretty affordable, even though you're still paying out of pocket. So I don't know their financial situation. I don't know if they've looked into that, but it is worth seeing like what kind of sliding scales and stuff like that are out there because, you know, stuff does exist. It might be a little harder to find. You might be a little bit more limited in what options you have, but stuff does exist um I also don't know if this person's in the U.S. that's kind of like U.S. specific advice but um I would say like make sure that you've truly explored all options and not just assumed that your insurance is bad or that you don't have a lot of money in your bank account or whatever Mm -hmm. and I will say I actually look at this differently like I know the go-to is for someone to go to therapy and I don't like I'm not anti-therapy but I, I get the sense that the, this person specified that they can't afford it because they, it's just not going to be an option for them for whatever reason. So I think that there are a lot of ways to get therapeutic benefits without attending therapy. Like just because you can't afford a therapist doesn't mean you're, you can just stop your journey of improving your mental health. So there are so many books out there that you can get. You can listen to audiobooks if you prefer. There's podcasts, there's articles. Like there are so many different ways to consume information now that no one has any excuse <laughs> for not working <laughs> on their mental health right now. Like I don't even like if you can't afford therapy, who cares? That is just to me one piece of the puzzle. It's a big piece, but Like I said, there are a lot of really good resources that are completely free and accessible. So I would seriously look into those. And like there are books that can help you self-improve without even technically being a self-help book. Like I've read a couple over the past few months that they were just about like building better habits. And I found them incredibly helpful um, and they kind of helped me think more deeply about my mood and how I set up my day, how I structure my days and my weeks and to kind of lead a happier, healthier life. So even something that isn't a traditional psychology book can help you if you're willing to be a little bit creative with it. So look into all of those resources. This is not the time to neglect your mental health. 
Yeah, that's true. And I will just add, um, you know, therapy is by no means a fix all thing. It doesn't work for everyone. It takes a while to find a good fit therapist sometimes. So even if someone can afford it, I don't think that's going to solve this problem for them. But I do tend to suggest that when someone is saying that they've tried something not even dating it could be anything (laughs) like I've been trying something for years and nothing is happening sometimes like you said there might be a reason that you aren't really thinking through within yourself and Mm -hmm. it might you know in a dating context it might be something about yourself or your personality it might also be who you're going for or it might really be nothing you might have just had some bad luck but getting some Mm -hmm. you know unbiased opinion I think can be good because we all I think fall into patterns and habits especially with dating that we might not even be aware of um Mm -hmm. so I think it can help but as you said it's by no means the only option and there really are a lot of great books and free tools out there that exist you know we live in an information accessible time like you can find a lot online so it's worth looking for yeah um all right and I know we kind of went through the subtopics backwards and ending off with the therapy aspect but I would almost say that this should be the first one for this person to tackle like because if they build a strong foundation for themselves and they look into resources on how they can improve improve their well-being I think that it'll make it that much easier to build stronger friendships and relationships down the road yeah I agree So that wraps it up for today's questions. Um, We are thinking about possibly doing these advice episodes every couple months or so. So if you have any questions or if you liked this format or you didn't like it, please reach out um, and give us your feedback so that we know what you'd like to hear more of in the future. You can find us on Twitter at lovelifeliquor or you can email us at lovelifeandliquorpodcast at gmail.com.